Hello and welcome to Natural Health Simplified, where we help you cut through the noise and provide simple science-based strategies to help you live a healthy life. I'm Pam Stone and today we again have Leslie Braun with us to talk about stress and share her top tips for staying on top of everyday stress in a fast-paced, changing world. Leslie, of course, is director of Blackmore's Institute and a best-selling author. Hi, Leslie. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Pam. I'm so pleased we're going to cover this topic because it's one of my absolute favourites because I think it's something that everyone can relate to. True, and it's a big topic. We're looking forward to your top tips. <laughs> so, <laughs> big topic, yeah. yes. <laughs> so before we get into that, can you briefly tell us what we're actually talking about with everyday stress? Well, everyday stress, I guess stress is a natural response to the world around us. It increases our alertness, it increases our energy and our motivation. So actually a healthy amount of stress can help us physically and mentally to perform better. So not all stress is bad. In fact, some stress can be really quite good. The problem starts when we start to become overloaded, when we've got just too much, as well as when it lasts for too long a period of time without enough rest and recovery. That's when the problems really start to build up. Mm, overloaded sounds like the key word there. That's so, it, overloaded yeah. and too long without a rest. True. <laughs> so what are the common signs of being overloaded? What should we look for? Well, some of the common physical signs that people should look for can range from headaches, muscle tension, an upset stomach, feeling flat and fatigued, and even a change in appetite. But there's a lot of other signs as well besides these physical ones. So disrupted sleep, where suddenly you're not sleeping properly anymore, becoming moody and cranky, feeling overwhelmed, and also having poor concentration. So it's not unusual for people to try different coping mechanisms, and some of them can be really useful, but we've got to be careful about the harmful ones. Probably all of us have felt some of these symptoms from time to time. And there is, of course, so much information around on stress management. So tell us about your top wellbeing tips. Pam, it's a huge topic. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, we could talk about this for days. So mm. look, today I'm just conscious we haven't got a lot of time. So I'm going to bring it down to four simple and scientifically proven ways to help relieve the symptoms of stress and promote a healthy stress response. It's not to say these are the only ones because there's many others. And honestly, there's no silver bullets. You've got to work at a little bit of everything here. And the first one is lifestyle factors. We know that there's scientific evidence to support the role of exercise and sleep really important. Diet also makes a difference. But again, there's been research that actually shows that a junk food diet can actually affect your mood in a negative way. So healthy diet, again, really important for mood. And then there's a couple of key herbs. In fact, three I'm going to talk about, and that's withania, Siberian ginseng and St. John's wort, and two top nutrients, and that's magnesium and actually the B group vitamins as well. It'll be good to elaborate on all of those. So can we jump to the herbs to start with? Let's talk talk about those. Yeah, sure. Look, there's been a lot of research behind these herbs. And the first thing to recognise is that our stress response relates to how we perceive the world around us. So changing our perception means our mind and body will respond differently. So I'm going to start by introducing you to a group of herbs that are called adaptogens. And they've been used traditionally for centuries to help people to I guess, respond to stress in a more productive and positive way. In fact, the word adaptogen, as you can see, has got the word adapt in there. So it helps the body to adapt to stress. They're often used to help people during prolonged periods of stress as well. And they tend to be very gentle and something that you use long term. 
So what's an example of an adaptogen that we can use? One of the most effective adaptogens is a herb called withania. Now, this was originally used in traditional Indian Ayurvedic medicine, and it's sometimes known by its Ayurvedic name, which is called ashwagandha. So ashwagandha and withania are the same thing. It's known to promote a sense of calm and well-being and actually been shown to reduce cortisol levels in some studies as well, which is one of our stress hormones. So it's one of those herbs that is really well suited to people that you can describe as tired but wired. So um, use long term, it can help just to calm things down. But I think that tired but wired is really uh, the picture that we're looking for here. Certainly the concept of an adaptogen is rather appealing to help us manage the stresses of our lives. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else that you can add to this, other examples? Well, one of the things that's interesting about adaptogens is if you look at most traditional medicine systems, they've all got some kind of adaptogen, which tells me that throughout history, no matter where people have lived or what environment they've grown up in, there's always stress. So Siberian ginseng is another one of these adaptogenic herbs, and it comes to us from North America as well as from Asia. It affects many different chemicals involved with switching on and off the body's responses to stress. So it's used to improve well-being during times of chronic stress as well. It's another one of those long-term herbs. Mm. Any other herbs in your toolkit? Well, if we move on from adaptogens, probably the most studied herbal medicine when it comes to this area is a herb called St. John's Wort. And this was traditionally used in Western herbal medicine for mild anxiety and nervous restlessness, and it helps to support a healthy mood. The very highly regarded Cochrane Library includes at least 39 randomised trials, and that is probably more now since I start looking at it, and it proves that it's very effective and also very safe. The thing about St John's Ward is you can use it short term, you can use it long term, but it does take about six weeks to reach that maximal effect. But having said that, St. John's wort is one of those rare herbs that can affect the way some prescription medications work because it can interact with some drugs. So it's really best for people who are looking at using St. John's wort to consult their healthcare practitioner beforehand just to make sure that if they're taking any medication, there won't be an issue. And you also mentioned nutrients as well. So can you elaborate a little bit about those? Yes, sure. Look, there are certain nutrients that we know are necessary to support a healthy nervous system function. And here I want to highlight the B-group vitamins and the mineral magnesium in particular. Now, firstly, magnesium plays a really important role in how the body copes with stress. So this mineral is essential for normal muscle function and inadequate levels can contribute to muscle tension, spasm and cramps. So I often find when people complain of leg cramps, I do ask them about their magnesium foods and I do find that a little bit of magnesium supplementation can go a long way. We know that there's a lot of foods that can deplete our body from magnesium. So drinking coffee, for example, or or even drinking alcohol on a regular basis, these can have a diuretic effect and they can increase the way that our body actually loses magnesium. So you might be having magnesium-rich foods, but too much coffee, alcohol, and you're going to lose a lot of that magnesium. The other one I want to talk about is the benefits of the vitamin B complex. These were shown in an Australian study that looked at the effect of high-dose vitamin B complex on mood and also psychological strain, which is associated with chronic work stress. This was a three-month trial where the groups taking the B complex vitamins reported significantly less personal strain and improved mood. So the thing I like about the B complex vitamins is they're really safe, you can take them in the morning with your breakfast, and over time it has this significant effect, which is fantastic. 
Those are great recommendations for us, Leslie. So do you have any final tips? So really, lifestyle is absolutely critical. There's no single herb or vitamin that's going to make as much a difference as it could without adding the lifestyle changes that are important here. And the two key ones are physical exercise and adequate sleep. We know that exercise stimulates a release of um, chemicals like endorphins and also serotonin, and these things can improve mood. And the Australian guidelines recommend that adults do at least 30 minutes of moderate to intense physical activity on most days. And you can make these 30 minutes up by combining you know, three 10-minute sessions or two 15-minute sessions that doesn't need to be done in one hit. There's also some interesting evidence coming through looking at resistance training as well and even yoga. So you can get your activity in lots of different ways. And the other one is sleep. I keep banging on about sleep (laughs) virtually every single time we talk, Pam, because sleep is one of those things that is the most effective medicine. So it's really important to find a way to have regular sleep routines every single night, which is going to go a long way to restoring your body's ability to cope with stress and just help with that recovery as well. General guidelines are showing that adults should aim for seven to nine hours of sleep every night, but I know it varies depending on the person that you talk to. So getting a good night's sleep is critical and there's so much we can do here as well. So Pam, can we talk about that down the track? Because I think this could be a whole podcast on its own. Oh, yes, please. I'd definitely love to do that. It sounds quite worthy of a good podcast chat in the future. (laughs) So to wrap up, remind us again of those top tips. So the top tips are looking at lifestyle factors and in particular looking at adequate sleep and adequate exercise on a regular basis. Food is really important. Food and mood go together. So making sure you've got a healthy diet, also critical to success here. Some of the top herbs that we talked about were withania, which is also known as ashwagandha, Siberian ginseng and St. John's wort. And the top nutrients were magnesium and the vitamin B group. Thank you, Leslie. It's been great hearing about what the science is telling us and how to apply this in practical ways. Pam, I want us to talk a bit more about this in the future because we've only just skimmed the surface. You've been listening to Natural Health Simplified, powered by Blackmore's Institute. Thanks for joining us today. If you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. So please do get in touch at info at blackmoresinstitute.org. I'm Pam Stone. Thanks for listening.